Oh, wig. It's hot local singles. One, two, three. Ooh, Ooh, that was a good clap. That was a manly clap. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Shook the roof. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> clap that ass. <laughs> Hi, listener. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, welcome to Hot Local Singles, a podcast about two guys just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Shooting the shit. Uh, here's my boy, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, my homie. Yeah. Who's going to get it? The amigo. <laughs> yeah, the amigo. <laughs> Hi, Josh. What's up? I uh, got my Eurovision glow, you know? <laughs> you are glowing. <laughs> I do. I, I look good, honestly. You're pregnant with Eurovision 2022 to be hosted in Milan, Italy or something? Yeah. <laughs> or probably somewhere like a little more B-list, you know? Based you on the fact that it was in Rotterdam. In Rotterdam the Netherlands. Instead of like Amsterdam. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna go to like Naples or something. No, I think that could work. I think Naples is like pretty broke. Genoa. Oh, I don't know how they figure that out. But anyways, hi listener. It is a a podcast about um gay guys and pop music too. Discussing the music that shapes their lives. Uh huh. Yeah, whether you like it or not. <laughs> we are gonna talk Eurovision. <clears throat> I get the feeling kind of no one watched it but us. You know what I mean? But yeah, I wasn't the twink rev twitch for a bit though so there were some people watching so okay people watched it but um my timeline was like sleeping you know so we're gonna talk about olivia rodrigo bella porch dixie erica de city girls don richard saint vincent chai some more stuff the women the women of it all yeah lana so we've got a lot of that coming okay but ask me how i am first Okay, Juan, how are you? Oh, Joey, I'm so glad you asked. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked my ankle, listener. If you are like a long-time listener, you'll know that I'm constantly injured. Constant ailments, yeah. It's like those Tumblr kids would, would give themselves bruises, but I'm like giving myself like actual like joint oh problems. <laughs> <laughs> Inflicting. Just like breaking my leg for the attention of the listener. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm icing my foot <laughs> right now for you guys. Oh, I'm so glad we can do this sitting. I'm so glad it's not <laughs> exercise. <laughs> I'm so glad our podcast is not like hosting Eurovision where you do the same thing we're doing because you're just talking when you're standing <laughs> instead of sitting. Or it's like a Peloton podcast right. somehow. <laughs> Cody Bigsby presents all local singles. Oh, fuck, yeah. The, now that's the platform. Added to the list. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Wannington. <laughs> um, listener, how are you? <laughs> this is like Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Shout at the screen. <laughs> Speaking of shouting at the screen. What about that? Eurovision. Oh, yeah. Did you shout a lot? I lost my voice yesterday really? yeah, from all the shedding. <laughs> I guess you yeah. were with people IRL, so that, that would make the vibe. Like, it really helped. Yeah. yeah, it was so fun. I really feel back, you know, back at it. Um, I screamed at the TV when Italy won, in a good way. In an agreement? In agreement, yeah. I mean, like, watching those points come in was just riveting <sighs> shit. Like, TV absolutely. has never been better this year. Yeah. Yeah, let's start discussing that. Like, yeah. we were texting each other when we were like, the Oscars need to figure out a way where they can incorporate this. Ranked ballots. Yeah, it would be so iconic. Like, the worst movie to the best. I mean, it would be like, it's shady. It makes yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. UK look like a clown. Oh, yeah, we screamed when the UK got zero points twice. <laughs> like, absolute 
groundbreaking uh, shocker. The second time they got a zero, like the public vote, that was just like pathetic. Like the first time, yeah. it's like, but the second time, it's just like, oof. Absolute but it makes sense. No one likes the okay. Scr- screeching happened. Yeah. We were screeching. Out of the embers, they got zero votes. <laughs> what a terrible song, too. It's their fault. Like, James Newman or whatever put on a floor-length leather coat and tried his best. Yeah. <laughs> and it the wasn't good enough. Sam Smith didn't work. Yeah. yeah. No, his music oh is not that. They're just both um, stocky, but yeah. They're just both men, yeah. yeah. Or, sorry, delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're literally not. Like male passing, let's say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, Italy was like a rock band wearing... Um, mm. Oh, fuck. What was the designer? Their looks were hot. Like, they looked good. They looked hot. Yeah. Their outfits were like leather pants. Almost a Harry Styles look. Yeah, yeah. On the lead singer, just because of his, like, kind of chest tattoo in that same area. Totally. Like, lower chest tattoo, you know? And it's a glam rock uh, vibes for sure, which Harry Styles flops at, but he tries to. Yes. He also had a better body than Harry still looks too twinky to like a teenage mm. heartthrob. This guy looked like a man. He had some like her- heroin chic going on too. Yeah, yeah, not too. Totally, yeah. Super hot, super hot. So the outfits were designed by Etro, which is why they looked like actual fashion as opposed to like the is that italian ice skating rink outfits we saw from other countries <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's an italian brand they look good honestly the lead singer looked really hot even with the 2000s eyeliner he had like stronger eyeliner than the france girl yes um and then a clip went around of what really looks like him kind of getting down to the table and doing yeah. a line okay let's discuss this like this is this this is a controversy that happened overnight. Like it's already kind mm-hmm. of been cleared up, but this clip started kind of going around on Twitter, and it really looks like it, right? What do you think? If you had to gun to your head, someone asked you, Josh, do you believe that Mister I don't know Mario from Italy was doing cocaine? Well, you sent it to me during the show yesterday, yeah, yeah. and I showed it to everyone I was with, and we all say it with me, screamed. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was so in denial. He texted me like, "That is not cocaine. That has got to be ketamine." No, no, no. Wait, it's maybe. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like yeah. doing a live analysis for you, and then I was like, like no, it, is "It just looked like such a small bump." It was a I very mean, small he, bump. Yeah. It was like I've I've never like uh, I'm just gonna actually not finish that sentence, but it looked like a really small amount volume wise, you know, to totally. like just reach down and put it in your nose somehow i mean i've done bumps it's not unheard of that people do it's not it wasn't a line yeah let's fact check that i didn't see it look like a line what i'm saying too oh true it could have been on a phone or something okay maybe i believe he did it but i don't believe i mean i know it's illegal probably but yeah it's rock and roll baby well you know france would love them to be disqualified yeah, that's what I saw, a bunch of French people being like... But it doesn't even affect them because Switzerland would win. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Switzerland and France were uh, literally, we thought, everyone thought they were going to win just because of the yeah. jury votes, I guess. But the public vote just like flipped that board upside down. It was so yeah. fucking exciting, honestly. Because I think Italy, so listener, if you don't are not familiar with Eurovision, there's two... Like votes, and then the first is, uh, I don't know, a panel of experts from each country gives points to the other countries that are not themselves. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when that happened, Italy, I think, was fourth, right? Behind Malta, France, and Switzerland. So yeah, it really did seem that it was going to be between the top two and maybe Malta could like sneak yeah. up. But then Malta got like no 
public votes so low. The public literally hated Malta. It was kind yeah. of surprising. Fight like they were like the populist song. Like you know, mm. we thought they were going to do really well. What do you think that was about? Like, why did the Fight public phobia. not resonate? Fight phobia. Do I have to say it again? Maybe. Yeah. No, no, I don't think about that. I'm joking. Um, I mean, I don't know. When you look at like the the song that got the most votes, which I think it was this one in Ukraine. It's very different, different musical style. I think maybe people just weren't into the Lizzo tribute act. It was mm-hmm. just not the vibe. Maybe the public's more like awake at the wheel than we give them credit for. Yeah, and maybe the public just like rock, like <laughs> what the guy said when they won. He was like, "Rock and roll never dies" or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's right. Well, they looked fucking good. I feel like the dudes in the room in like every living room in Europe like perked up, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. that started playing, because it was just a cool song. I, I think that was the one we said sounded like the hives. Yeah, we said that. I'm going to say more like Wolf Mother in retrospect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's more like Wolf Mother to me, but similar time, I guess. Like 2000s rock. Right. I think it was like all your vision songs are just like a basic interpretation of whatever style they're doing. Yeah. And it was like a, ba- a very basic bad rock and roll song, but in a sea of like what we said, ballads and like populist pop songs, it really stood out. That and because remember, what's the other one? The the Limp Biscuit one. What country was that? That was Finland. They did really well with the public too. Yeah, they did. So people just were in the mood for rock, it seems. Yeah, it's interesting. Something about the energy maybe felt right. Like, especially with this huge stadium of people being maskless, mm. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, yeah, people are maybe wanting a new energy, a new type of music. It was pretty shocking, though. I was pretty shocked that people got vibed so much with, mostly with Finland, I was shocked. I hated that shit. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny, I mean, I guess, but like, musically, I couldn't stand it. It literally was Limpiscuit. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Who deserved to do better, do you think? Um, San Marino, I think, deserved a bit better. Florida mm. deserved to do a bit better. They went last, didn't they? That must have been, like, the fatigue of that in, exactly, the, in yeah. the viewer is unfair, I think. That's what I was saying yesterday, like, literally, as I was watching. I was watching and working, and I was like, before San Marino, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go for a snack. And then I was like, oh, I'll just wait for San Marino. But I was, like, putting my shoes on, doing just not paying attention yeah, to yeah, San yeah. Marino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, being last definitely doesn't help. No. I think who else deserved better? What was the Little Mix group? What, oh, what yeah, that? Serbia, Loco Loco. Yeah, Loco Loco, yeah. Yeah, oh, those queens are queening and they did deserve You love more. those queens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just remind me of the Cock Destroyers if they had like a pop group. And I love that they're a bit more mature. Careful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, girl groups are so historically just like tweens. So I love mm-hmm. a girl group that is like ladies in their 30s. Like, why not? So fun. Why not? Yeah, they were really fun. With like huge boobies. I love them. I love them. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> boobies. This is a kids bot podcast. There was one that had the hot gaze. The song was sugar and it kind of sucked, but the boys were hot. They were like pretty cute twinks. Yeah. The name of the song was sugar. I can't remember the country. Oh yeah. Moldova. She had some cute twinks. Grease was rather memorable because she had such a gimmicky screen thing happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that screen thing was questionable, but I liked the Grease song. Last Dance. Oh yeah, we liked Stefania. We were like standing her on, our, on her episode. Yeah, yeah, we were. She was gorgeous. She looked great. She really did sparkles well. And Snatch, that bodysuit fit mm-hmm. her perfectly. Yes. Oh yeah, I made fun of like the color scheme was like very asexual because it was like grays and purples. Mm. <laughs> Who else do we remember? Okay, what do you think about the front runners, Switzerland and France? 
Okay, so France was the ballad, the voila ballad. We hated it, basically. I still hate it. They're both ballads. When it was up against France and Switzerland, when the jury votes were coming in, Mm -hmm. everyone in the room was like, okay, fine, we can settle for Switzerland. Like, there's clearly a gay guy who could sing. I like Switzerland at the end. I think his performance was amazing. He was an amazing singer. He was sick. He was hitting every note. But Every fucking. He was note. just. He was pretty cringy, right? Like his moves. Well, it's Eurovision. Oh yeah, the moves. Oh no, the moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was too stiff and like. But he was like. I mean, he was filling the stage in a way, like you know, yeah. like more people were on that stage at other times and did less than he did. Totally. So, I mean, he came second, so obviously it was a good performance. Yeah. I do think the camera work was like incredible throughout yeah, the entire yeah. show yeah. like it half of it didn't look live like it looked like edited music videos you know right they must have rehearsed it a thousand so times, right? choreographed yeah. yeah 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 blocked out i mean they fucking rehearsed enough times <laughs> like the semi-finals even <laughs> yeah know? literally yeah and they, and they performed those songs in their like national qualifier contest or whatever so yeah so the show ends with them making Italy perform the song, and, I'm like, and in my head, I was just like, are you really going to make, it's probably like 4 a.m. right now in Rotterdam, yeah. are you really going to make them perform again? Yeah, but I guess yeah. for the closing credits. And it was just, it was like an iconic moment, honestly. They like mm-hmm. storm on the stage, the music swells, like it was yeah. all so cinematic, honestly. And they were like great group to have win so yes. surprisingly, because I, if Switzerland had like done that, it would have been not as cinematic because it was just yes. one guy and he would have been really happy i'm sure he would have been but the italian yeah. band was like crazy yes. they were yeah, like yeah. crying as they announced yeah. switzerland's total vote like on their hands and knees like really hamming it up like yeah, crazy <laughs> coked out allegedly just like hugging each other yeah watching that was like this is what a television event should be like i should be yeah like hugo was in the other room and he came in just to, because it was just so tense and like yeah it's like a tense environment. That's what you want from TV. Oh my God. That's so fun that he like yeah. had to succumb to Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Literally he had no choice but to. I know. I mean, the tense music was like on for 20 minutes. Like yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. And every second of it was earned. It's so fun. Every second was earned. Like the stakes are so high. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? I've never seen anything like it because when I watched it at a pub in 2019, the winner was so disappointing. It was some Dutch loser. Duncan oh, right. Lawrence or something, who yeah, just yeah, like yeah. was on a they piano. They showed him a couple times, yeah. They did, yeah. He made an appearance. And that was just like, the mood was like someone died, you know, yeah, in the bar. Yeah. It sucked. But this was the opposite of that. Everyone was so happy. One more comment, I guess, on Israel. Eek. Um, <laughs> they didn't do well. Like, I no. think in a vacuum, that song would have done a lot better. Yeah. I don't think it would have won, but I think it would have done better, yeah. But then I saw people also that were surprised to got any points at all, you know, that UK was the one to get zero votes. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't sure if Europe would vote politically, but I guess obviously they do. I guess that's the whole thing. I was complaining to Hugo. That's kind of what got him hooked too. And we were complaining over text too that as the jury votes came in, all the big countries were going in France. It was a bit too on the nose how rigged it was. Spain, Germany, I think the UK... The Netherlands, all the like big funders went for the other big funder. It was like, it's okay, true. we get it. Yeah, block so voting. So I do think there's like a lot of block voting, exactly. Yeah. And like, I think Moldova or someone gave a vote. No, Greece gave a vote to like Moldova out of nowhere. Just like two, yeah. no, two Cyprus, just like two neighboring countries gave each other votes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, listener, if you didn't watch, we're not mad. We're not mad, but we are disappointed. But like, it was just so much fun. Yeah, I feel. Well, HLS trip to Italy. Frankly. 
I wanted, I recently posted on the Discord a trip to the UK. So we can do UK, then Italy. Oh, did you? Then we can go on a yacht on the med. Sailing yacht? Blow deck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, well that's Eurovision. Let's close the book on that. Should we start with some singles? Should we Let's flip into the this. hot local? Yeah, the people have been waiting over a month now, so we really need to get into it. And we're going to start with probably the most talked about woman in the world in the last week. Oh my God, yeah. Who's not even a woman, a girl. I don't think she's 18. Or is she Literally a teenager. I can recall. Yeah. Miss Rodriguez, Rodrigo, Olivia. Olivia. Did you say Olivio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Olive. <laughs> Olive Rodriguez. No, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. Famous. <laughs> Bella Portia. Um Olivia Rodrigo, who became famous for being in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, I'm so glad I got to say that. Um, say it with me. <laughs> so yes, as you know, I had to do research for this episode because I at first didn't get... I thought it was literally just a, not a cover, uh, a remake of High School Musical, but it's not. It's a show that happens in a fictionalized version of the high school musical high school. Yes. And then the high school kids are putting on a show. <laughs> so that's how Olivia Rodrigo became famous. And if you have not been on the internet in early 2021, she released a song called Driver's License, which mm-hmm. was number one for, I think, seven to eight weeks. And this week, her album came out titled Sour. And with it, right before came a single called Good For You. Right. So Olivia Rodrigo, where do we even start? Um, she's really young. <laughs> she's like a baby to me, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, let's start stating facts. She's really young. <laughs> she's really skinny. She's always pouty. She's Filipino. <laughs> Filipina. Um, yeah, she's clearly going through some shit. She, mm-hmm. I feel like a boy, like, said something mean to her, and then she kind of came up with this. She's upset. Wait, do you not know the, the back story of this? Um, a breakup? Mm-hmm. But a, a public breakup. Oh, I see. So she was dating, I know way too much about this. She was dating someone called Joshua Bassett, a co-star in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. And then he broke up with her and very promptly started dating another famous tween called Sabrina Claudio. Yeah. Actually, it's Sabrina Carpenter. Who's famously blonde. So there are oh. licenses line where she refers to a blonde. Okay. So that's the like a very public breakup is what is sort of animating all of this like sour feelings from Olivia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That explains just like how popular it is in a way. Like, because it is surprising that Olivia Rodrigo converted Disney plus stardom to the biggest song of the year, you know, and then now album. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. Like Disney plus is big, but it's not that big. I mean, maybe with a certain group. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the discourse, or at least within our circle of like, what are we, like younger, we're not quite geriatric millennials, but we are younger millennials. <laughs> <laughs> and people, the main discourse around it, around Olivia is that she's an industry plant, or people are just a bit shocked as to how she became so big. And there is a very concerted effort to market her music. Like, yeah, there definitely is like label backing. It's a feat of like A&R and like, Totally. Publicity exactly. That's engineering. What it is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I don't think, I mean, it probably goes to question what the term industry plant is, but I think what you said is true. It's just like the label is doing their job. <laughs> right. She's lucky that she became like the favorite of the label, but that's what we're seeing is not anything extraordinary in the mm-hmm. music industry. This is the music industry working well. This is yeah. 
to me, like Olivia Rodrigo, one of the best comparisons, I keep going back to it, is Britney Spears. Britney Spears came out, came up when she was 17 with one single that was huge. Obviously, if a record label sees that, they're not going to sit there and be like, oh, she'll do, no, she'll do her own. No, they're going to take that artist, invest tons of money into A&R, give her a music video for every single that comes out, and give her a huge album rollout. I don't know why people seem so shocked that a Disney star is getting full backing from the label. It's a mm. pretty safe investment because she already has a fan base from High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. So that's what I'm seeing there. And I, but I do get that. It's a bit annoying when you're like pushed an artist like that. You know what I would compare it to? She's on the same label as Billie Eilish. And I think Mm. if we like traced it back, I think there's a really similar trajectory of just like instant success, you know, like, like older people being shocked and like, like kind of like defensive, but like, who the fuck is this new girl, you know? (laughs) But then like, she's just everywhere now. So that seems to be Interscope Geffen A&M Records new trick you know yeah i think you're right about the reaction of it the reaction to billy was very similar to the reaction of olivia where people Mm. are like who the fuck is this and a bit shocked and a bit defensive about but i think the labels are sort of like playing the long game now and where they've i think they realized Mm. maybe in 2018 there's no new girls coming there like there wasn't anyone rising we could sort of talked about this in the ariana grande episode where like in her generation there wasn't any big stars right um, and like with the, not death, but we can all agree that Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, all that, Rihanna, all the generation sort of low-key fell off. So who's mm-hmm. going to sell music now? So I do see them maybe like investing money into like trying to build up girls that will have a long-term career, which seems to yes. me Olivia and Billy are like the, they got benefited a lot from that for sure. Totally. And I think we're, I mean, to different degrees of success, we're also seeing that with some tick talk stars i hate Mm. to say it um are we ready to move on what do you think no 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 i want to talk more about the music because i feel like there's something that gets lost in the olivia rodrigo discussion so there's there's been some not heated but there's been some debate on the discord about olivia rodrigo and we rated driver's license a hot scorching local like we branded like definitely we stand by that for sure that's like a sappy ballad only the bridge is worth mentioning to me. Mm. But as the two singles came out, it sort of clicked for me, like the image that Olivia Rodrigo is trying to sell. Like where we talked about earlier of this like bitter, sour character. Mm-hmm. And I think what worked, like the reason why I respect her and why it works for me is that she's doing like a classic breakup album, nothing more classic mm-hmm. than that, but then giving it a twist to it. Like, I don't think I've seen anyone market this like specific angle of like being a BPD, like brokenhearted woman who's like not just tragic, but then goes <laughs> out of her way to be like very Taylor Swiftian, but with more like edge because Taylor is so pretty and pristine. Mm-hmm. Whereas the last two singles of Olivia are like blasting guitar, like classic nine late nineties rock and roll. Like, yeah josie and the pussycats kind of vibe yeah like snarly vocals she does a lot of like voice acting actually I yeah. you, in this album <laughs> she's like a theater kid unfortunately for everyone she's like, a disney plus star like, literally, literally that's what that is kid, yeah. unfortunately for all i of can us. like imagine parts of what was what's the first song like the first song on the album brutal there's parts of brutal that could like be a tiktok side-by-side voice acting challenge you know totally, what I mean? totally, like, yeah. oh, fuck i hate that shit but yeah it's very that I sent Joshi Brutal because I personally think it's a pretty funny standout <laughs> song. The album actually, 
if we go into the album, it's pretty mediocre. There's tons of like filler tracks in there, lots of ballads that don't make anything. But to me, Good For You and Brutal are like pretty promising of what Olivia Rodrigo could be if she pushes yeah. that a bit. Yeah. Because there's some really funny one-liners. They're really self-aware. Like at some point she's like, I'm only seven. What did she say? Something like, I'm so stupid. No one likes me and I can't even parallel park. Like, <laughs> come on, that's funny. That's, I mean, for a teenager, that's pretty funny, I think. And like pretty relatable. And it also just this like world building of the car thing in Olivia Rodrigo. I think she's, I think she has potential. I think people are like a bit dismissive of her. Definitely. I, th I mean, I think I am like my initial reaction is generally like this is for kids. Like, and it is. And it is. Yeah. So that's that's why I don't really like to listen to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Honestly, I don't think I'll be listening to it much either. But I'm like happy for her and people who love it, but just don't do it in front of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Oliver Rodrigo. And I think that's also why people are so annoyed because people were talking about in the discord a bit how like millennials are so performatively being like oh i wish i had olivia rodrigo growing up bitch yeah. had ashley simpson much better stop complaining literally it's all the yeah. same shit yeah it's probably the same label <laughs> it's probably geffen records back then too <laughs> uh, but yeah it's funny so yeah i think the album is like uh i mean olivia's local the album's local but i do like that she's giving me a very specific legible angle Mm -hmm. and sort of like persona. I think that's what a pop star should do. Yeah, you're right. It's giving me like a story. It's not just like this sad thing. It's like, I'm sour. Yeah. My tongue's sticking out. <laughs> and then <laughs> in the music, in the Petra Collins directed music video, she like sets on fire. Thing. I mean, it's in the fire right. like someone's room and it's like... Oh, is that why you said BPD? Bipolar? Yeah, that's why I said BPD, yeah. No, that's a borderline personality disorder. Oh, borderline, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the Bible says all boys are artistic all girls have bipolar. <laughs> have bipolar? <laughs> I think it was Jesus who said all girls have bipolar. Yeah. I think it was Moses, but we can <laughs> a theological discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my last thing about her music, I think a lot of discussion also turns around her influences, like how Taylor Swiftian and Lordian it all, it all sounds. I think it's a fair criticism, but also it's pop music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pop music is all about referencing so i don't know what you guys are expecting i was hunting for jack antonoff in the credits and i didn't find him for once although he will make an appearance later today <laughs> <laughs> so actually that's a really good segue out of olivia but i want to close with a quote from her producer okay king and the atlantic review of the album and he says when i was making music in my early 20s what was in vogue was to be metaphoric or suggestive Hmm. Nowadays, you have to be as literal and specific as possible. For a new generation of balladeers, this literalism also comes with an emphasis on psychoanalytical problem solving. Uh, so they go on to look at Girl in Red, who mm -hmm. chalks up the complexities of human sadness to variations in serotonin, then some other person called Rex Orange County. Anyways, uh, a lot of the argument of this article was something similar that we've discussed in the past about TikTok music, about how I think we called it expressive because an, uh, an article called it expressive and then this article calls it very literal. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, how some of these songs are so planned for TikToks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like sure. basically giving you instructions on what you have to do and say next. Yeah. Well, like what to do with your face. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. She's a fucking local. The album's local. And I am a bit annoyed at like the push. Like I get it. Like I don't want to see this everywhere. Yeah. I feel like I don't hear pop music anymore. Like I haven't really heard pop music coming out of cars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
I guess it's just like the closure of retail in what I like to call my province, but yeah. What about pharmacies? Do you ever hear music when you go into? Great point. I feel like they're really playing the golden oldies these days. <laughs> you know? What is that, like 2000s? Yeah, like Shoppers Drug Mart, for example, has always been like a Sheryl Crow type environment. Interesting. Sometimes Cascada, every time we touch, but like with the bass turned way down, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just more of that. It's like, it's not retro stuff, but it's like stuff you haven't heard in ages, you know? Right. It's like just before retro, just before throwback. Golds. So I don't think they're, I don't think like retail like that is known to play new music. Yeah. Unlike like a, like an H&M or like a Zara, you know? Right, right. Or even a McDonald's. McDonald's has Hits 1, Sirius XM on all the time. <laughs> How do you know? Do you ask them? I've heard like the bumpers before over the years. Right. Are you excited for the Italian Eurovision entry to start being played in the radio? Making the rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> So that's Olivia Rodrigo and some Shoppers Drug Mart discourse. <laughs> um, I believe we wanted to compare her song Good For You and her song Brutal to a Willow single mm-hmm. that came out recently with Travis Barker on The Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Transparent Soul. And Willow it's like of Willow. Yeah, Willow of the Smiths. <laughs> she, she kind of slays this one, I think. Like she... She really has the attitude to pull off pop punk. She has the attitude, yeah. In a way that maybe Olivia can perform, you know? I think Willow actually has it. Olivia's all about, like, the vocal performance of it. Willow's just, like, has the attitude for it more naturally. Yeah. Yeah. She's not a theater kid, so it, like, translates better. And it has nothing to do with Travis Barker being on the track. It's just, like, it just fits. It just, I don't know, it just fits together in a nice way. I, I actually will say that I didn't love it. I think like the vocals that sound a bit too like Florence and the Machine at times for me. Oh yeah, I, hear I don't that. like Florence. I um like, you know how everyone has one artist that they just never clicked. That's Florence and the Machine for me. I hear that she does do that kind of like chamber. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know if it's chamber singing, but yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, like the opposite of whisper singing, kind of. Yes. That said, Wait a Minute by Willow is a song of our generation. Okay. <laughs> Isn't she the like a song. Sorry, term? not a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Willow's young as hell. No, she's like, this song is a song that exists yeah. within this generation. <laughs> <laughs> but if anything, this song and Olivia prove the Italian guy's point that rock and roll is not that baby. Period, yes. When rock is winning Eurovision of all things, mm-hmm. and all the teen girl artists that are popping up are doing it, it's like, okay. Think about it. Rock This week, rock won the Billboard 100 and Eurovision. Because of Olivia's album? Good For You is going to de- debut at number one, it seems. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good for you, Olivia. Good for her, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have another young... Lady. Oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> Let's talk about these together. We have a new single by Bella Porch of TikTok and a new single mm-hmm. by Dixie D'Amelio of TikTok. The Bella Porch one's called Build a Bitch. Mm-hmm. And the Dixie one's called Fuckboy. So we got some vulgar language oh for the god, yeah. under 13s in the chat. Yeah, I guess it's cool now to curse as a young teen. For your first single, I guess it like wakes people up a bit, yeah. Olivia did it too in Driver's License. So maybe it's just like what teens do nowadays. Yeah. Yep. 
So yeah, Bella Porch is also a Filipino-American star who mm-hmm. has the most viewed TikTok of all time. It's just like a very facial lip-syncing moment that she's doing. <laughs> she really has that Zoomer phase of like, I don't know, very anime-looking, like rosy cheeks, like bright eyes. Yep. Kind of natural makeup, but not really. High brows, yeah. red lips. That's her look in, in TikTok, but the music video is a bit more like rock and roll. <laughs> she has like okay. tattoos and shit. Yeah. So let's start with Bella. What do you think about Build a Bitch? Like, it's pretty immediate. It's a good pop song, I think. Um, I agree. This is going to keep coming up because these people are so young. Like, it's just pretty childish. Like, there's a part where it goes to a kind of like Melanie Martinez place for me, <laughs> where it's like a la 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 refrain. Drag her. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And it's like sort of like a lot of kids' voices doing it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. guess it's the post chorus. Yeah, that's a bit much for me, honestly. I think you're right about that. It's just a little, it's like we get it. But I kind of like, I kind of like the plot, not the plot, but like the thesis of the song. Yeah, like, totally. You can take me as I am, but it's not Build a Bear, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, Build a Bitch is a reference to Build a Bear, listener. This is for my slow listeners. The famous chain of teddy bear factory stores (laughs) (laughs) but i agree i actually was reminded of like lily allen circus music you know how we always i I always say Mm. that it's kind of that vibe we say that about lily allen it's some of i think it was that song one person that she had it sounded like circus and i think against Uh. or i said about during against i said that some of her production sounds circusy and this song gives me that but i think that also is very Lily Allen in the messaging of the song because it's sort of this like call to like you already said take me as I am or don't take me at all but it's delivered with quips and witty lines sometimes yes like the song opens with a line that says Bob the Builder broke my heart said I needed fixing (laughs) it's not not Joan Rivers but it's pretty cute it's pretty funny (laughs) Joan Rivers and I also do like that even though the messaging could become really like girl bossy and really quick, it does have applicability to just like dating nowadays, you know, like this concept that people are constantly trying to, like when you go on a dating app, you're constantly trying to look for the ideal person with like, yeah, it's cool looking, it's, it's not ugly, is this, yeah. this and that. And then you're yeah. like choosing and picking like the ideal person and then you're not facing the reality, like the humanity of the people around you. Mm-hmm. So I think that the song... How's it good? Like, yeah, what are you saying? That's a really cool message that it's not just like more girl bossy and dribble about like, oh yes. yeah, like I'm a woman, take me as I am. It's more like, you know. It's true. Yeah. It's um, a comment on the dating apps, if anything. Yeah. Which we don't really get a lot of. Like it is, it is horrible how disposable people are in those apps Yeah. and how it changes the way we've all thought about people and relationships. Totally. Um, because it's funny, like the Dixie song, Dixie D'Amelio, but she goes by Dixie is called Fuckboy, and it's also Mm -hmm. kind of about, like, modern-day dating, right? Mm -hmm. It's about how, what's the lyric? Like, you're a fuckboy, but it's not enough boy, something like that. Yeah, something not very catchy. Like, it's not quite as nuanced, is it? (laughs) Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's like, it is a bit more girl bossy, and it leans into those kind of tendencies of just, um, like, I don't know, boys are bad i guess exactly no that's it it's yeah, just, yeah it's just not very like detailed i think yeah, as a story um and i would argue that's a similar case for obsessed by addison ray which we reviewed a few weeks ago 
Now, these are all the first singles by TikTok stars. It's Crazy funny now. how widely they vary in quality. Like, mm-hmm. how did they get these writers? Like, how did they get these producers? Like, yeah. it seems like a bit like luck that Bella Porch got the best song. You know Honestly. what I mean? Or maybe she wrote, I mean, maybe she wrote the lyrics. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, it seems like as podcasters, we should do, we should research. No, I'm joking. She does have a credit, so. Right. One of like seven Writing you know. the lyrics is only the beginning. So even mm-hmm. she did probably did get lucky with like producers and like, yeah, her image also is, I think, cooler. I don't know. I watched the video and Bella Porch's video and mm-hmm. it fits the message. It makes her look sort of like edgy and cool. She has tattoos all over and she casted the girl Mia Khalifa, who mm-hmm. is famous for like, I don't know if you know her story, but essentially just like very like at least interesting figures. And she does seem to have a better team than Dixie. Yeah, I believe, and like a more nuanced message. Also, when I was listening to Dixie, I just kept thinking that Fuckboy already seems like dated to me. Yeah, right. Fuckboy, if anything, is like a millennial term that we used in 2014 or something. And there's like nothing special about the production, whereas um, Bella Porch's production is kind of like a saturated like SoundCloud rapper beat. You know, <laughs> it has like electronic elements, and that shit is catchy. It's catchy. Yeah, it is. Um, but Fuckboy and Obsessed are like trash heap of TikTok byproducts, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really weird how creating a career from TikTok, the first step is music. It just doesn't seem like the first step to me. Right. Because like TikTok is famous for not making you talk. <laughs> <laughs> they should become like silent actresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need like a new <laughs> silent movie era where these people from TikTok can just like dance in the frame and like... <laughs> I don't know. Extreme close-up. Well, that's literally what Bella Porch does in her TikToks. Like, an extreme close-up of her cute face. Yeah. And then she just, like, grimaces and does, like... <laughs> yeah. I do think it's really... I feel like we're witnessing a historical moment very similar to when YouTube was creating stars. So, like, um, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber and... Like, there's a whole YouTube generation, Ariana Grande. And now we're witnessing it with TikTok. It's like all these girlies are being sent to the Hunger Games arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only a couple are going to make it. Yeah, definitely. But it's going to be like a battle between Bella Porch versus Dixie, and then Olivia is going to be fighting Sabrina Claudia or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't think Sabrina Claudia is from TikTok. She's been around a bit longer. Oh, She's all right. We don't, we don't hate Sabrina Claudia, do we? Oh, sorry. I don't know who she is at all. She, yeah, she's fine. She's okay. She's a good one. <laughs> she's a good Gen Z... Right, right, I do right. think we speak of Gen Z like pretty broadly on this show sometimes, on this radio show. Yeah, yeah. But we do we do love a Gen Z. I respect it. I mean, I do think at the end of the day, us millennials, we put too much emphasis on like, oh, this TikTok is like, it feels so foreign and we're so defensive, but it's no different than our YouTube stars. Like, it's just a different platform, but I'm sure that when Justin Bieber was coming up, I was like, oh, why is this kid getting a deal just from some YouTube videos? Right. And look at him now. Yeah, and... How can you blame the music industry when someone comes in with a built-in fan base? That's like the safest investment you could ever make. Mm-hmm. So of course mm-hmm. they're like poaching TikTok for people who already have listeners. Like it's just yeah. normal. It's just the course of technology. It is, yeah. And by the way, that Justin Bieber R&B album that like allegedly no one cared about now has the biggest song on Top 40 and R&B radio. Is everyone just listening secretly to that shit? Because I guess, uh, like, 
I don't even know the one. It's the one with um, Daniel Caesar, local legend. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest <laughs> song in the world, basically. Didn't you see him? I yeah, I did see him one time recently. Listener, on go the back streets. a couple episodes, and you can listen to Joshi's <laughs> anecdote about running into him. Yeah, I keep forgetting Justin's Canadian too. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's our kind of um, Gen Z segment. We put it up top to uh, reel them in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so out of all these women, young women that we've examined, is anyone hot to you? Not in a straight guy kind of way, but in a gay guy kind of way? Yeah, yeah. That's in like, uh, the podcast? Not not really. Not, not really. really, yeah. No. I think Dixie is the biggest local. Like if I had to rank, rank in terms of local, Dixie would be the most local. Okay, followed by... Um, Olivia. Olivia. Then Bella and Willow being the least local. Willow barely counts. She's like, she has like a legacy, you know, legacy yeah, family. You're right. And Willow has been around. She is really young, but she's been around. I mean, with my hair, iconic, iconic, yes. iconic track came out yes. like 10 years ago. Yeah. Literally, te- like, <laughs> she must have been literally 14. Um, so she really got an early start. Yeah. No, but. she is a legacy act. She like has way more advantage than if, she, if anyone's a plant that's Willow, she literally like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, anyways, thanks Gen Z listeners. You can go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> can switch apps. Um, so let's talk Erica DeCassier. She just mm-hmm. put out an album called Sensational. Mm-hmm. And we do love Erica DeCassier here. Some 90s, 2000s tinged R&B. Mm-hmm. Very minimal, generally. I love how you just started speaking more mellow and casual to match the mood of Going crooner mode. I'm getting closer to the mic. (laughs) Um, What did you think? Did you listen to the album? I did listen sporadically, not start to finish, but I did give it some tracks of play. And we stand our Sade tribute act. Not to be shady. (laughs) (laughs) To be Sade. (laughs) To be Sade. Not to throw Sade, but I love Erica and I loved her first album, Essentials. That album has five to six tracks that are just solid amazing r&b like mm-hmm. some of the best you would hear from that year 2019 i think do i like sensational yes i think it is more of the same so it would be hypocritical to say that i don't like it mm-hmm. i do find myself not being as excited as i was with essentials interesting yeah layla was actually telling me that um I think Wafa was playing her this album and it was a little boring to her and she is an mm. R&B fan. And I think it really, I think the album actually starts for me at the halfway point. Mm. It does get a little more interesting. It gets a little more experimental Yeah, because it's such a quiet album. Like really when you listen to it, the loudest parts of each mix are like her voice and the percussion mm-hmm. and like the other little like accompaniments or whatever little like are so sounds. low in the mix like so quiet yeah. yeah so it gets a little more interesting there's like some kind of breaks that happen there's like i think busy is a single and that kind of is uk garage tinged like there's all these like little things that come in in the second half like someone to chill with is a favorite that's mm-hmm. halfway through uh better than that friendly I really like the closing for the exact same, same reasons that you're saying. I like listen to the closer, which is called Call Me Anytime. Mm-hmm. And I thought immediately, yeah, this actually has a bit more of interesting production elements happening. Yeah, that one's almost like we're getting into like electronic music more, mm-hmm. you know, and she is kind of associated, I think, with electronic music or like is maybe, I don't know why she's associated that way in my mind, but 
she doesn't have just R&B fans. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. does have like kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but do you know what I mean? I think mean? you're right though. I, and this is purely anecdotal, but I do think that just fans of electronic music have picked her as like the R&B girl that they do listen to. Yes. Weirdly. And- I think she has like some cred that I don't know where it came from, but she definitely has some sort of like cool cred to her. Maybe yeah. it's, it's her association or something, but associations with like the DJs she came up with or something. Yeah. 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 The production sure. is very good, but she does it. Like she's the producer, you know? Oh, that's really impressive, actually. So then. let's not forget that. Yeah. And she's signed with 4AD, which has sort of like experimental musicians like Holly Herndon, Jenny Haval, which are also sort of like in that scene that we're describing a bit of like electronic music that takes itself very seriously, but it is more like edgy so i feel like maybe that's where she gets that cred from just like mm-hmm. the label association although she just signed with him i think so who knows oh grimes is with 4ad i didn't know that was maybe she still is maybe she's not anymore yeah um but not. yeah i mean i think i like the idea of erica a lot i think i like her music and as much as i was being shady about the shade elements i do think that she does the pastiche of it all really well like i hear Aaliyah rock the boat a lot on this album and i like that i think that people should be making that kind of R&B. It's very like rhythmic and it it's work. It works. It's not as like, you know, like my complaint with a lot of 20, 2010s R&B was that it took too much of like Frank Ocean's influence mm-hmm. of like not being very melodic or of just like having vocals that are challenging. And I th- like that Erica brings it back to hooks, especially in Essentials, not so much in this album, but Erica has the hooks. She knows how to write a pop song with mm-hmm. R&B elements. So I really like her. But I think... You and Layla, I do think it's a bit samey at times. Yeah, I think it yeah. progresses really nicely. I think it maybe starts a bit like, let's say, Aaliyah, you know, just breathy vocals, whatever. Totally. But it almost becomes more like Kalela, you know, like mm. just the elements of each song change a bit as the mm-hmm. album progresses. I do think it's all about the second half for me. And uh, yeah, it gets interesting. So... But she's hot. I mean, she's literally hot. She's a pretty attractive mm. young woman, and her music's hot. Yeah. Did you, like, read her story? Like, she was born in Portugal to Belgian and Cape Verdean parents, raised okay. in Denmark. Okay, Globetrotter. Like, all of this shit just checks out to me, yeah. Go on Eurovision, Ms. the Cassier. I mean, yeah, but for what country? It could be anything. She could, like, <laughs> take down the entire empire. <laughs> Imagine like a really mellow Shade type oh R&B song. It would flop. No one would like that in Eurovision. Maybe not, yeah. Weirder things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, Twerculator, how about that? Uh, City Girls are back with a new single. Um, City Girls are back with a new single, <laughs> Twerculator. NK <laughs> Radio DJ. Okay, hits one. Wait, did you get a haircut? No, I just moved my bangs Your back. looks good. Oh. oh, thanks. To the side? You go move to the side, it looks like it's... <laughs> Your hair looks good. Push back. That's literally not even the quote. <laughs> so Twerculator. So Twerculator. Vaguely samples Percolator by... Deep Breath. The Blessed Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> God. We're getting canceled. Oh, sorry. It's by Cashmere. Right. Cashmere Cat? No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, it's from 2017. <laughs> no, but it has two samples. Track. Planet Rock by Africa Bombada and the Soul Sonic Force. Oh. This is according to Pitchfork. 
it's time for the twerkulator. <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty funny song. I would argue it's some of the worst production I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's a banger. I don't know why it's so bad. Yeah, but the sample and like just them saying it's time for the twerkulator. I mean, you can't really get better than that. <laughs> no, it's a whole banger. Yeah. yeah, I'm not like I don't think I'm like not like knowledgeable enough to comment on the production because to me it's just like any song, but. It's giving me Sierra. It's not of this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it sounds like one, two step or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's a really funny, like the whole vibe, attitude and energy of the track yeah. works perfectly. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, just pick a sample, get it out there. And it's hilarious. Like yeah. the clubs are opening. So yeah, exactly. Do Perfect. That. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah. It's summer. And it's like, a, it's a lot in the tradition of Anaconda and then... WAP, which is like find a really popular hip hop sample from like vaguely 90s. Mm-hmm. I had a female rapper on it and make it like for the hoes and the gays. Yeah, yeah. Something for the summertime, something to have fun with. Wait, what is she Something for the girls <laughs> to get ready to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. No. But this is something for the girls to get like a blackout drunk to. Like, I really hope this song makes me hope that shit is open because this is the kind of song that comes on at 2.45, everything's about yeah. to close, and everyone's fucked up, and then this comes on and everyone just starts, like, twerking and being messy yeah. on tables. You're at a strip club in your in your dreams, it sounds like. <laughs> 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 a queer one, though. Full, filled with day-thems. Only day-thems <laughs> tripping. That sounds great. Um, yeah, we like this song. Whatever, hot. <laughs> the song it. just has the energy. It just has the energy that I feel like very few songs are are having her. I don't know. I just like, it's all about energy and it works perfectly. I don't want to say it's a mixtape energy, but it is like a SoundCloud energy. You know? It is like, that though. Yeah. I've been listening to this Jersey club remix of London bridge by Fergie. And it's giving me some <laughs> of the same energy. <laughs> it's like, it's like 200 BPM. and so fucking fast. It's yeah. so good. It's all vibes, no thoughts. And I think it's exactly what we need as a culture. And mm-hmm. I love city girls. I just love their vibe. I also loved, I also love their song with Doja Cat which didn't get much recognition. So I hope Turkey Leader does. Anyways. Okay. Thank you, City Girls. I think we're taking a break. It's almost time for us to chop this episode in half. So if you're on Patreon, you'll get the next episode really soon. If you're listening on the main feed, we're going to post part two on like Wednesday probably. But anyways, before we go, we want to, okay, we want to mention SNL. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did I read that correctly? SNL? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Lil, Lil Nas X was on SNL for a moment in a mm-hmm. skit titled It's Pride Again. Something about Pride, yeah. It's Pride Again. Yeah, it was like an oh, yeah, example yeah, yeah. of holiday. And what did we think about this skit, this um, queer baiting skit that maybe had some truth? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm heterosexual after watching that. Oh, I see. That's how I feel. <laughs> My official comment, I uh, I appreciate the LGBT, but don't associate me with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I thought it was really dumb. I think you're right. It has like, it had some like moments of like, aha, uh-huh, that's true. But once again, I think that Twitter comedians are going too literal with Twitter jokes. You need to add your own punchline or you're just regurgitating a tweet that I read yesterday. And that's... That's I that. swear they almost said Red Scare in that skit. Like, they were <laughs> no, seconds no. away. I, like, near milliseconds away from saying, yeah. cancel Dash on the crossover or something. Yeah, yeah. Owen Yang, Dash is <laughs> Dan, clearly. 
No, and that's like that speaks to the moment that I texted you to me was the cringiest and worst when like there's like a break in the music and then Anya Taylor Joy, Kate McKinnon, <laughs> famous lesbian, and Bon Yang start talking about word theory. Salad. Yeah, <laughs> start talking about theory and like the least funny jokes I've ever heard about. He says something about like her being neoliberal for not consuming Chick Fil A, and then they're like. Stop yeah. talking like you read theory because you don't. It's just yeah, yeah, so yeah. thoroughly unfunny and like cringe to me. Oh, I, I like really it. didn't I'm, enjoy that. I'm easygoing. <laughs> I feel like the bar is so low, you know. Um, yeah. It obviously went on too long. Listener, if you want to watch the skit, I would recommend finding it on Twitter as yeah. opposed to YouTube. Yeah, then Lil Nas X shows up being gay and he kind up. of like kills it like he really adds something to the parody song yeah and he looks hot so that's great He's, i saw the performance because he performed um montero call me by your name and then the new song yeah the sun goes down i saw a clip or like a five second of the um, call me by your name and he looks so stupidly hot so fucking I'm good like, I'm yeah mad. i'm like okay i guess i need to stop eating thank you yeah he's like unnaturally thin but like obviously naturally thin you know what i mean yeah. um but also naturally like twunk-ish like yep. he's thin but he has some muscles on him yeah. he's been working on his pecs yeah I for sure tell yeah. you that yeah his so it's not are sitting. magic yeah they're sitting exactly did you like the new Lil Nas X single sun goes down it's kind of like the quietest yeah most chill song we've had from him ever very much came in one year and left out the other mere seconds after I stopped mm-hmm. listening that was my vibe with it yeah how old yours meaning it'll be a huge hit on Spotify <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I don't know. I really didn't have much um, much to think about it. Oh, I kind of like it. It's kind of the product, yeah. the um, the percussion I like, you know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basic. Um, it was like it's vaguely emotional. It's about him being gay or something. Wait, what? He's gay? He's, he hasn't told us yet. <laughs> <laughs> Before he's gay, he's a barb. He's like rimming Satan. You're like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not sure. What if Satan's a woman, though? Like, yeah. how do you consider that? Good point. <laughs> it's pretty anti-feminist, if you ask me, for him to assume that Satan's like a man, a gay man, of all things. You don't read theory. Stop pretending <laughs> like you read theory. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. I need Lil Nas X to disappear from my screen before I get an eating disorder. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or be my boyfriend. Or, yeah, exactly, or just let me fucking... I would literally be his boyfriend. And I don't say that about many people. <laughs> you would literally be his boyfriend? <laughs> I would literally be his boyfriend. <laughs> I can see that happening. He ripped his pants, too. He ripped his pants at SNL, much like that one guy in Italy's Eurovision performance. Right. They should hook up. I would watch that porn. Hell yeah. Yeah. Similar body type, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like Twinkie, but with some muscle in it. That, like perfect like it looks like they didn't work for it but they do you know that oh, yeah. that look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay um, panties dropped <laughs> the sound of a million panties dropping yeah. josh and i are just like distracted probably both thinking things that should not be said out loud. <laughs> yeah bye someone's horny it's the summer it's the summertime let's cut it there no wait before we leave as i said before little not sex is a gay person he's a barb Okay, so we're doing a transition. I, get it. <laughs> I just don't feel comfortable at my core for who I am as a human being, f- finishing this episode without bringing up the fact that the queen of rap herself, Miss Nicki Minaj, Miss Nicole Minaj, Monique Mirage, released 
uh, re-release Beam Me Up Scotty on streaming services. Yeah. All those bangers are now available at a click. Oh, fucking kill the DJ. Itty bitty piggy. Oh, it's really nice to have Boss Bitch on so Spotify. So fucking yeah. good. So many bangers in there. Um, and then she released a couple of new songs that we will promptly not discuss because they're not that interesting. The Drake, Wayne She just gig. had to do that, didn't she? Mm. Yeah. Oof, it really fell flat to me that the fractions I enjoyed a bit more because the production is like a bit mixtapey and it reminds me of like Memphis rap that I think was a lot of, or like maybe, maybe not Memphis, but Southern rap that she had a bit of in the mixtape originally with like Gucci Mane and stuff. So I like that. I think the production was interesting. There's a couple of one-liners that are good, but overall the new tracks are really not, not impressive and mm-hmm. it's really sad. Annoying. It's too it's bad. Annoying. Yeah, it was yeah. maybe unnecessary, but I, I get the so, pressure yeah. to add a new song to an old totally. project too. Oh, well, she did a live where she was like, she literally says like, I knew I had to do new songs because if I dropped this without new songs, you guys would be mad at me. She's like yeah. terrorized by the barbs. Basically. But I mean, like, <laughs> in that case, give us what we want, which is yeah, like yeah. collabs with the ladies, you know? Yeah. Nikki needs to do that. Nikki needs to collab with the ladies. And I want Nikki to keep going. The Megatron vibe would be so, she mm. would kill that shit. Like Caribbean yeah. albumish would fucking yeah. care it. That yeah. song really, I really got it after a little while of hearing it all summer. Yeah, it has like staying power for sure. It took it's me like, a minute. It does. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. does. Which I didn't so, realize yeah. at the time. But yeah, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, mom. We love her. Yeah. yeah. Onika Mirage. Listener, thank you for dealing with us today. We'll be back (laughs) in moments. Blink and we'll be back, you know. Um, What's on the docket next episode, Juan? We have somehow a bit more serious music. I don't know how this happened. No Zoomer. So if you're uh, geriatric, be (laughs) relieved or getting Get into it. But not too excited. (laughs) (laughs) We have Don Richard, St. Vincent, Chai, Jesse Ware, Paul Oakenfold and Azalea Banks, Bleachers, okay. and we're closing with millennial icon yes. Lana Del Rey. Okay, so it's stacked. Yeah, we'll be back um, soon. Thanks for listening. If you want more, you know where to find us on Patreon. If you want to support the the besties, um, the umfies, <laughs> the kings, the, the fags, the wigglets, yeah, join the wigglet army and see you soon. See you soon.